0: Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Entourage showed us Hollywood, Californication showed us Venice Beach, but rarely have the eastern corners of Los Angeles been explored. Until tonight, so stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh,
0: Selena.
2: I love this. Song.
1: The Queen.
0: Me too. Bitty, bitty, bum, bum. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TV Pilot Reviews here on After Buzz TV. For those watching live, you can see this beautiful lady to my left, first timer, Amy Cassandra Martinez. Hi. Amy, we're so excited to have you.
2: I'm so excited to be here, and just special shout out to Sam Davidson. For, for giving me some lozenges. My throat got really dry and I got very scared, so thank Speaking
0: you. Speaking of Sam Davidson, say hello, Sam. Hello,
2: the lodging girl.
0: The lajin,
3: The lozen. <laughs> the lozen. I still can't say it. <laughs> Sam Davidson here. And I have my computer back and in the live chat. Hello, uh, double S, super night. Well, excited to talk to you.
0: Excited to talk to you. And D'Angelo, say hello. Hello, guys. We miss you, Linda. We miss you, Linda. We're thinking about you. We love you. But we also have an amazing panel here tonight. Amy, the re- part of the reason we brought you in is one because you're a wonderful host Aww. and a friend of me and the network, and she hosts a lot here, so keep your eyes peeled for other amazing after-shows she's on. But you're also a Latinxer who grew up in a multilingual home, so this is true. I wanted to bring on someone who could more authentically speak to the experience of this show because the show we're covering today, guys, is a brand new Star show called Vita. It follows some Latinxers in their Presumably late 20s, early 30s, who this happens at the very beginning, so I'm not going to say it's a spoiler, (laughs) who are reunited after having been estranged because of the death of their mother. Um, And the show kind of digs in more into that and what that looks like, Um, and we're going to get into it right now. Just so you guys know, this is not an after show. This is simply a review show where we review pilots only. So tonight we will be discussing the pilot only of Vita, and I say we do that right now. Amy, I want to start with your overall thoughts and your pass or play, because you are our guest.
2: Oh, thank you. This is definitely a play for me. Um, I, so I had seen some stuff about it. Uh, some red carpets, whatever. Didn't really pay too much attention to it. And so when it started, I was kind of like, okay, all right. By the end of it, I was fully invested and I really enjoyed it. I thought, I mean, there have been a few shows here and there uh, on my block, for example. Mm. Really touches on the whole like, Hispanic culture. But this one, as well as on my block and some other ones, did a really good job not being uh fake <laughs> about it it was very authentic so i enjoyed that i enjoyed the music i enjoyed that one little shot of the tacos
0: mm, <laughs> that's so good oh I my know. god
2: my mouth is watering um <laughs> so yeah no i was pleasantly surprised definitely play i don't know how much like you want me to say because i that's can good. i can talk about it for a while
3: we'll get into more depth <laughs> but that's
0: a great overall thoughts um how about you two
2: I
3: liked it. I thought the casting was really good. Uh, I agree with the music. You know, it's a tough subject. But I think as a female, it appealed to me also, you know, because I'm not Latina. I, you know, I'm not from the Mexican community, but I understood it as a woman and as a sister is where I got it.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely a double play for me. I think when we talk about representation for minorities, a lot of people, a lot of times, it goes to just meaning African American. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to see things that are showing not just African American things, Latino, Asians, but well, in this case, Latino. Um, and I think from my perspective, they did a really good job. Yeah, I was
0: very moved by this. You guys probably aren't surprised to learn I really liked this. Did you (laughs) cry? I'm not going to say I didn't cry. Jeff's
3: (laughs) eyes were sweating a little bit. Exactly. I was
0: allergic to the show. That's what I always say. it happens. Um, But, I mean, this is, like, very much a Jeff show, right? Like, it's a very, like, kind of down-to-earth, very humane, camera-right close-ups, right in people's faces, beautifully shot. Um, This is a show for me. I really liked it. Um... I think I want to see a bit more character subtlety as we move forward. And I wish it was just a little funnier. I found it to be maybe 10% too serious. Yeah. But that's also okay. Like, that's what the show is. And that's just my taste. Is it supposed to be comedy? It's definitely not supposed well, to be comedy, well, no.
3: I have to throw this in there, is that I've always found it fascinating. In the past few years, they're doing these 30-minute dramas, mm-hmm. dramedies. Like, what are they? They're not an hour. And especially on stars. usually when it's an hour, it's 60 minutes. And, yeah. I mean, this was, what, 35 or yeah. 30, 30 minutes? Days. So it's...
1: Go to your happy price price line and
0: um, that's totally fine that's what the show's trying to do personally in my like dramedies i like a little more like maybe one laugh but that's okay. I really, really liked it overall, and I think it's the themes that are really driving the show. And I'm gonna we're gonna get to talk about that a little more. Uh, but as I mentioned, guys, Vita is a show. It's very, very Latin American. That's the only way it can be described. It's show run by a Latin American woman. Mm-hmm. The whole entire cast are really sort of these first timers who all grew up in Spanish speaking homes. And mm-hmm. what's so cool is the whole entire show is littered with Spanglish. You get yeah, speak yeah. to that, Amy.
2: Well, okay, so I. Okay, little biography here. Um, I grew up in Texas, South South Texas, and my mom and I would move in the valley a lot. The valley down there is like South 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 Texas, which is basically Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just my mom and I, and she would speak English and Spanish to me, uh, not so much Spanglish, which I mean I guess it could be, but what we saw in the show was a lot of like starting in English. Throwing a Spanish word in there, going back to English. And for me, I'm sure that a lot of people watching can relate as well. It was English paragraphs, then Spanish paragraphs. So I don't know how accurate that was. Uh, but then they did talk about pocho, which is super accurate, more in Texas. Mm-hmm. What is pocho? Um, pocho is kind of like English with like a Spanish word in there or th- making a Spanish word kind of like English. So like um, to park. Is like estacionar, mm-hmm. but they change it to parquear,
1: mm.
2: which is like oh okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's pocho. Um, so that was interesting. I did live in Mexico for four years. That's where I really learned Spanish. I was four until I was eight, and then I moved back to San Antonio. So that that was an interesting look at it because a lot of Latin don't know Spanish, mm-hmm. and sometimes they feel like a little bit bad because it's you know it's it's kind of like a little group of us that we know English that we know Spanish. I, on the contrary, do not feel super comfortable speaking Spanish just because, I mean, like, my mom passed away a long time ago, so I don't speak it on the regular. Right. Uh, But it's, yeah, it's definitely something to talk about and to to understand, like, hey, if you have an accent, it's okay. Like, if you speak a little pocho, that's okay. Like, you know, Hmm. it's cool.
0: Well, the show, we're going to talk about it more specifically, but the show really interestingly explored, like the right way to be Latin American. Like, I think mm-hmm. most of the time in TV we see white versus Latin or white versus black, but in this show yeah. we're seeing Latin versus Latin, which it's like, I think Dear White People does this too with colorism and they'll yeah. talk about different shades of being black and I thought it was really interesting and very Refreshingly specific that this mm-hmm. show was all about different shades of the Latin American community. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little more later. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk a bit about the development history of this show. The show was announced in 2016. This sort of stars its foray into Latin-driven content. The showrunner slash creator is a Latin American writer named Oh my gosh, I have it written down here. It's uh, Brie. I might need your help, but she is a. Tanya Sarracho as I believe her name but I want someone to check me if that's okay she was a playwright for a really long time which doesn't mm. surprise me because surprise me, cause I think this show has some elements of feeling almost like it could be staged mm. um, rather than shot uh, but she also did transition into that's her, I was right Tanya Sarracho great but she's transitioned into TV writing in 2012. She worked on Devious Maids. I'm not surprised she did a lot with mm. HBO. She worked on HBO's Girls and HBO's Looking. Mm.
3: Oh, wow. That's Girls. interesting.
0: Yeah. But this is really her first time show running. So she, along with this cast, are kind of a bunch of first timers... And given the lack of, quote, experience with this whole production team, I'm pretty astounded by what they managed to put out. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a pilot where I think I've cared more about the characters. And I'm talking about four to five characters I Mm. care about. Mm -hmm. And I want to see what happens with them more than so many other shows. It's not that plot driven. You know, a big event happens, but then it's all about. And I liked all of them. Yeah. Mm I didn't hate anybody.
1: That's such a good point because that was kind of my critique, but it could have also been what they were looking for. Like, at the end of the episode, I'm not going to spoil it, but it wasn't, like, enough to make you say based on the event oh I want to check and see what's going to come back Mm -hmm. to I want to see what's going to happen in the second episode the reason I want to see the second episode is because I'm invested in the characters already
0: yeah Mm -hmm. it's a really sharp observation I think Uh, well speaking of the characters let's talk about this cast and these characters and just so you guys know we're past our spoiler free section of the show you've gotten our overall thoughts and I think you have a flavor of the show but now we're going to talk specifics, so if you want to know nothing going in, you should tune out now. <laughs> so the lead and sort of the only real name associated with this show is Melissa Barrera playing Lynn. She's kind of the fun younger sister. Um, Where is she from? Nothing we know, okay. but she's done a lot surprising. with telenovelas.
3: Um, so
0: she's only done Spanish-speaking acting. Oh wow. She's so
3: beautiful. She's beautiful. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's done telenovelas, which is, you know, like Spanish soaps. so it's not surprising to learn. She kind of has the look of like a beautiful soap actress, I yeah. think. But all these other actors are sort of first timers, at least from my research. We have Michelle Prada playing Emma, who's the more kind of bossy older sister. We have Karen Sir and playing Eddie, who actually identifies as gender non binary in real life, which is interesting. Oh wow. She um, looked
3: very familiar to me too. I can't really put my finger on it, but I feel like it was just a random scene in some thing that was very brief but I know I've seen her somewhere. If anyone out there can put their finger on it cuz it was brief wherever I saw her. Yeah. But I feel like she was some lady getting in a fight somewhere. Nice. I can't I can't remember where. She has that
0: look. But, yes. yes. Well, I know they did an interview with Jeff Masters, who has a nice um, LGBTQ show, so if you want to learn more about them, you can do that there. Uh, we have Chelsea Rendon playing Marisol, Carlos Miranda playing Johnny, who's, I think, Rin's potential love interest through the season. And finally, we have Maria Elena Las playing Cruz. Let's talk about these characters. Do we want to start with Melissa, who's playing Lynn? Sure. Sure. So she respo- you responded to her, it sounds like.
3: She's the soap opera, yes. the telenovela. Yeah, I mean... She was inferior. She's a little sister. Yes. She, I hate to say this, remind me of my little sister. So, <laughs> little shits. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, but she was relatable, understandable, but you were also rooting for her because she wants the status quo. I think it was really good casting. I was fascinated by her. Just totally compelled to watch her Mm -hmm. even though she plays a little dumb sometimes but I kind of enjoy those characters because they're usually doing it on purpose interesting Mm. yeah
1: I think the most compelling thing about her was how she interacted with her sister because like her sister is obviously hardened but like I love that she almost didn't really take her too seriously like she was like can you calm down right now or like stuff like that it just kind of says a lot about their despite the fact that they haven't talked to each other much it seems Mm -hmm. they still have a lot of camaraderie and stuff like that
0: yeah. I think she and her sister, Emma, were smartly written because they're clearly playing on different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, when, I mean, from a writing perspective, you want to have two sort of different takes on not only like the family experience, but the Latin experience as well. Yeah. They're clearly like foils to each other, so it's going to be interesting to see how they develop. I will say, I thought these performances were great. I thought they might have been written in a way that felt a bit stock character to me. Mm. I felt like it was like, this is the fun free spirit and this Mm -hmm. is the bossy worker girl. A little bit.
2: Well, so free spirit that she gets it on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, so I was totally on her side. I was like, you go girl. Like, I love your dress. I love what you're doing. I love that. And I love how... um, Real, she was with her sister, but then she did that, and I was like, Girl, (laughs) oh, I thought that's what kind of made me be
3: like, Hmm, what's she doing (laughs) next? What
0: was your objection?
2: That he has a baby mama/slash fiance. I was like, Girl, like, really, and then where it was taking place as well. First of all, how uncomfortable and gross and gross, dirty, (laughs) but. I mean, they're they're paying their respects to their mother. Yeah. Like this is, the, I mean, and she's trying to cope. Like I get that grief sex.
1: Mm, I mean, that's what it was.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's that's weird. That is weird to me. <laughs> like I'd be well.
3: Amy's yeah. a married woman, you know. She I, has wh- some. Yeah, morals.
2: I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is uh, yeah.
0: I hear you. I, I, I actually really like that point. It's funny. Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of like a. Cornbread Midwesterner, but sometimes when I see sex on TV, I'm still like a bit scandalized, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, uh, but it's it's fine. It's more just that I didn't consider the fact. Sometimes I wonder, like, okay, why this sex scene now? Mm-hmm. Why do we need to see the graphic details? But I think mm. maybe the reason they made that choice was to show us how deliberately potentially disrespectful it was to their mother, yeah. because it was on the same grounds as the their memorial. Well, I also yeah.
1: think. That's just, this is why I don't agree with it feeling like stock character. Yeah, is because that was like an organic way into her personality, mm-hmm. like as opposed to telling us how to feel about her. Like we got that. Like yeah. you know what I mean. You can a lot of people are going to feel differently about that, so I think that's kind of cool.
3: Well, and what I think is so fascinating about these and that you mentioned girls that she, the showrunner, was a writer on girls. Yes, and that makes sense to me, uh, especially because of that scene. But in a way, it it let us see what every... Because we don't know these people's backstories. And what I think was so great about the acting was they had so much... Subtext in there yeah. that you knew there was so much history that it's going to yeah. take yeah. seasons, years for them to tell us. Break yeah. So we and you know the punta, punta,
2: punta. That means whore, right? P U T A. Pretty Sorry. much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I don't cuss. I'm such <laughs> uh, a, it's like, it's girl. in
3: Spanish, so I like don't think it counts. But you know, <laughs> uh, it counts. It
2: counts. But yeah. I mean, I think it that counts.
3: we get little glimpses as to why the, all the people in the town are responding to these women the way that they are, yeah. and yeah. that was one of them.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I I want to talk about just the town because like it takes place in Boyle Heights, California, which is still a primarily Latin part of town, set east of downtown. So for those of you guys who might not know LA geography, most of the times when you see LA on television, you're either seeing like the west side near the ocean or maybe Hollywood. you're seeing Hollywood, mm-hmm. yeah, or sometimes even the, the valley, valley yeah. Cobra Kai last, last week. week was in the valley but every word
1: you say <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, see, <if> <laughs> I'm
1: done, oh, I'm done
0: but this, this is a show set, like, east of downtown, which, yeah. like, we hardly ever see on TV. Mm. And I, it sounds like a cliche, but I really feel like this is one of those shows where, like, the setting
1: is a character on the show. Do you guys know what I mean when yes. I say yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: It has its own personality and its own agenda.
1: Yeah. I really like... I'm excited about how they're touching on the gentrification aspect. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm from D.C. and, like, we have a lot of that. Or had a lot of that. Have a lot of that. Um, and so... I like, I'm I'm aware of it in LA, um, and a lot of that has has racial undertones when it comes to gentrification, so I'm excited to see how they touch on that. That was probably my favorite part of the episode, and something I was very surprised
0: by. I think sometimes when you're watching a show like this, you can kind of sort of deep down know what's going to come and know what to expect, but all of a sudden when there were these issues of housing and how do we preserve the Latin identity of our town, and that was the stuff that I think kind of Really took me back, like took me back as a viewer. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about the gentrification stuff, Amy?
2: Well, like I get it, I get it because it's also like they wanted to make sure that it was going to be taken care of, but also, you know, like the bar, right? Yes. Um, But then also just make sure that it stays within the like the Latin roots, and that's so confusing. I think. I mean, even in Texas, like, there's always construction going on. Like, San Antonio is heavily populated with Latinos, so it's a pretty normal thing that, like, the south side of San Antonio, it needs help. But um it's, I mean, it brings up an interesting point. I, I don't even really know how I feel about it because it's just like, you know, you want to make it better, but you don't want to take away the fact that it is, you know, Latino.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like the show didn't tell us what was right or wrong. What's right. So, And this is what great television does. is It, it allows our characters to sort of be different philosophical th- filters on mm-hmm. how we should be viewing this issue. Mm-hmm. I think we, in one pilot, got like four distinct views yeah. mm-hmm. on sort of the complexities and subtleties of gentrification. Mm-hmm. And I think like by using characters to sort of espouse different viewpoints on that issue, we can not only... Explore interesting themes, but also see character development at the same time. Mm. So that was the stuff that like really impressed
1: me. I think I also like not to. No, please. Yeah, yeah I, I was also done. like that they didn't go soap opery. Yeah, because it's a drama, and there's this fine line, and some people are going to have that stigma when it comes to like a predominantly Latino cast. So I'm kind of glad like the little subtleties. I feel like when she was on the steps and like they were doing what they were doing, I'm glad no one came out to like. You know, confront them, because that would have felt so proper to me. Oh, I, I like was
3: really scared the whole time. I was like, no, Something like
1: that was going to happen, yeah. 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 I like that yeah. they kept... That's a hard line to maintain. I feel like they did it well. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, sorry. Again, I just find it so fascinating you mentioned Girls. I couldn't even finish Girls. I just was... I don't know. I have. I could do a whole monologue for years about that. But the stuff that I liked about it, I saw in this show again, and it was kind of the... It it, it was a show about women, too, that I think is really important. It's not just about the Latino community. I think Mm -hmm. it's a show about women and um, the choices people make. And, I mean, these women had such, like, big histories. They had big enough histories to run from the place that they're from.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, interestingly, speaking of the whole women issue of the show, the big revelation that we learned, and this is another really kind of subtly handled theme in the show, is that we learned that the mother was not only living with someone, but living with a woman and was kind of discovering her own... Lesbian sexual orientation. She was, was married. Well, she, was, she, she discovered was in two it. Years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is, yeah. I thought, so interesting. And also, I said lesbian sexual orientation. I know.
2: Like,
1: I was going to go with it. Yeah. I are going to let like, it go,
0: bro. I just need to address it. That, that was like the most 68 year old college <laughs> professor thing I've ever said in my
1: life. We support you, Joe.
0: Thanks. Um, but I thought this was so interesting. And um, what I liked was we showed different views on homosexuality within the Latin community, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean,. So I lived in Mexico in the late 90s, early 2000s. That was not something you saw. Like, I don't know how it was here. But it, yeah, no, like everyone had like a wife or a husband. They had kids. Like, it's not something that's really talked about. So I really like that they delved into that. I also like, you know, the daughter's reactions that, well, I don't know about you guys, but the moment I saw her I was like, Oh, okay. Of so the mom was a lesbian. Yes. Huh. Right. Yeah, it seemed yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. So and it's just I mean, I guess what we're used to, what we're um what we've been exposed to. Right. But in the Mexican culture, it's not not that, um not that not normal, but not that typical.
0: Known. Yeah. Well it's very Catholic, right?
2: Yeah. So yeah, I wonder people, if that was part of Yeah, and it's also I mean, even now, twenty eighteen, whether you're American or what like it's still, there's a group of people that are like, no, that's weird. Like, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. believe in that. And in the Hispanic culture, it's, yeah. yeah. Like, people people say how they feel. And so it's not, yeah, I'm not going to say the word of, like, what people call them. But, um yeah, that's very, I don't Looked know. They're not open, Yeah, just not open-minded. Hmm. But, yeah. Well, it makes me think, too, I
3: mean, how many untold stories and future stories are going to be told about gay men yeah. from the Latino community. Oh, yeah. You know, because honestly whatever you believe statistically speaking i think that a certain number of the population you know is homosexual and yeah. like it just it happens i think naturally and it's totally great and it's okay but think about how many uh, you know races nationalities all of that are don't accept it and they they say that oh no we don't have any homosexual people right in this community repressed. zero yeah like oh, that's yeah. just not true
0: Well, I think we've been lucky on TV to see the minority experience played out. And we've seen the queer experience played out, but we haven't seen those intersect enough. I think, like, Mm -hmm. oftentimes the queer experience on TV is super white. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to see how minority communities handle the queer experience because it's probably pretty different than how white America handles the queer experience.
3: Well, question, though, kind of changing a tiny bit, because they were calling the girls, like, half white, Right, so was it their father that was white? I was kind of confused as to what they were referring to. I kind of
1: inter- you can. I kind of interpreted it as them calling them like whitewash, like socially like white. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like I, yeah. I actually still keep in touch, kind of, with my friends from Mexico, and they don't say anything about it. But uh, like when you move from Mexico, or you know, you speak more English than like your average mm. whatever Hispanic, it's like gringa,
0: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and it's like, oh, you think you're too good for us now. Not everyone, obviously, but uh, yeah, I could see that that mm. they were just kind of like you've been white-ified, if that that could be a word. Not
1: true to your culture. I know, yeah. like African Americans, are still like very much a thing. So
0: yeah, well, they used to term it was like English or something. I forget exactly oh, what man. they said, but like they incorporated the show was just filled with all this really interesting, seemingly authentic slang that I loved hearing oh. as a viewer.
2: Yeah, uh, both. Well, no, who was it? Lynn was like mommy, but Mm m-a-m-i and that was like whoa i forgot that like Mm -hmm. yeah that's what we call our moms (laughs) or it's like ma mommy (laughs) um yeah so that was like yeah you forget and then you know just the little things that you just don't think about like i said the tacos (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she always yeah.
1: pauses right out there. Yeah, and my talking. mouth
2: just waters because that was so authentic. And I think they could have easily gone over the top. Yeah. So, but I mean, I guess obviously the writing and all of the casting and all of that just stay true to the whole Hispanic community. So Definitely. thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Yeah, it's nice to not see like the Disney version of the Latin American experience. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I mean, it's that's there's a space for I think different kinds of television. But like, if you're gonna shoot like a single cam shaky cam intimate portrait of a town mm-hmm. i think this is the way to do it personally
2: there's also i mean the hispanic community like with, it's been fantastic the last few months you know we got coco mm. super authentic um one day at a time yeah i started watching that just because people were like no like it's really good and i started i was like wow <laughs> it's like being home again uh yeah on my block i mean th- we're starting to wait right like i'm doing anything but <laughs> you guys are starting to you know like get the word out that like hi we're here too <laughs> what's up
3: you're no, doing I,
2: stuff too amy
3: that's yeah. true Thanks.
0: um any other thoughts on sort of the actual meat of the episode before we move on to some other segments uh
1: the father i want to know about, i have so many questions I wanna yeah to know a father. Lot of questions i want to know why the, the mother and uh, oldest daughter where it's at such a dip- disagreement mm-hmm. and why she called her a hypocrite because I think that was a hint. yeah mm-hmm. um, It's just a lot of questions.
2: I think a lot of that, like, I obviously cannot speak to the entire, like, Latino community, but mother-daughter relationships is, like, very tricky mm-hmm. uh, because matriarchs are a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the man will probably think he has a say, but let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. um So that, you know, just being very stubborn, those two women you know like the mom and then uh the daughter the oldest daughter could have just been butting heads and then the dad not being around yeah a lot of hispanic dads are just not around it's kind mm. of like oh yeah like it's not a norm but kind of interesting yeah. well just go. oh he's not here oh right normal if
3: someone's mother you know we don't have a mother what
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah, like, I never, you know, yeah. like, I know who he is, but I've never been in my life. Well, it's and what incredible. I think
3: is interesting, though, about the older sister, what was her name again? Lynn? Uh, the Emma. younger sister. The Emma.
2: Because
3: yeah. we follow her. Essentially, I think this is her show, if you're watching it from beginning to mm-hmm. end. Yeah. We're seeing it in her eyes. And, I mean, she is one of the least likable characters,
0: mm-hmm.
3: which I find Intriguing, but we see her crack towards the end. Yeah. But you know, at the same time I'm like, oh man, you suck, but you're interesting. You yeah. know, I I part of me is probably like you or people I know. Mm. So I liked it.
0: Well, and there's something I think there's an added layer of interesting character development when you see this sort of escape from your town, throw away your past and become someone else. But when there's the added layer of growing up as a minority, it's just inherently more interesting because... There's that pressure there. There's that pressure? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's much more interesting to see someone who didn't come from privilege make that choice because they're trying to create a new narrative for themselves. Yeah. Which is part of the thing that makes girls kind of annoying is those... Res- I mean, I love that show. But like <laughs> when you watch rich white people resent their past, you sort of roll your eyes. But when you watch you know unprivileged <laughs> minorities re- reject true. their past, there's a more justification for it I think yeah. yeah,
2: you know and that actually makes me me think about um, so yeah like moving from San Antonio to here was a big deal I mean I think as it is for everyone mm-hmm. but a lot of my family my husband's family was just like so like when are you guys gonna get a place here no no no, no we're really moving okay yeah no that's funny but like where are you gonna <laughs> stay here no we're doing this and for people to want to move and actually go do it people were kind of like oh kind of like what I said before it's like you're too good for us or try to remember where you came from yeah like
3: you're leaving us kind yeah. of abandoning your yeah. people
2: yeah I think that's why J-Lo <laughs> bringing that to J-Lo that's why she's like you yeah, know I'm still Jenny from the block
0: yeah it Oh, makes yeah.
2: sense yeah right J-Lo J. She's, well,
3: she's
0: got I feel like it's it feels like the same J-Lo we knew 20 years ago to me but mm, no no But <laughs> let's know in the comments what you think <laughs> we don't have time for J-Lo to babe I will say
1: that it's really another thing I like it's really cool like Learning about a different type of minority experience, like, learning the similarities and differences, Mm -hmm. because the the aspect of pressure and, like, claiming, like, where you're from, like, still, like, having that identity, I can definitely understand. But then also the intricacies with, like, involving Spanish. I don't, like, so I get to learn. Yeah, Uh, So it's, like, really cool. I I think even as a a minority of a different race, you learn a lot from looking at and paying attention to other things.
0: Yeah, which speaks to, I think, how subtly written and directed the show is. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about quickly is just that final scene. I was very moved by this. This is a good scene. Yes. Yeah, this is a big spoiler, but the last thing we see, and I'm hoping this recurs, is a flashback. It's a home video, but we get to see the two daughters in the prime innocence of their youth with their mom, as Selena plays, and I found this to be very moving. What did you guys think?
2: Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. From the moment that Lynn grabs the VHS, mm-hmm. v- VHS, yes, who um, <laughs> grabs that, she's looking, I think, for it to be labeled a certain way, which I'm like, ooh, the day they come like to my house or something and see this, because it was exactly like that. Wow. Uh, playing it, having Selena on in the background, I was like, good for you. That's that's good. Um, and also just seeing them think they're in what on the roof or something right mm-hmm. and they're dancing like that and the what they were wearing what they were saying how they were dancing was mm. just like whoosh, taking it from my brain it was wow. so trippy still... oh wow yeah so i actually
3: thought she was going to go find booze or drugs or something i was like what is she, <laughs> she so aggressively trying to find in the cabinet she's had a bad day but you know it was really sweet that it was just the tapes and i loved how we saw it and then It's just this theme, I think. It's like the thesis of the show, which is the two sisters coming together even though they don't agree. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well said.
1: Yeah, I can tell. I hate it because it's what keeps me around with shows, but I hate that shows do it. I can (laughs) tell that they're going to... They're going to give us details so slowly. Yeah, They're yeah. Going to answer questions so slowly, and I, that's what keeps me to come back around. But I'm also like, God, dang it, I hate that. So,
0: yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is it's a six episode first season, oh, so it's wow. only three so hours short. of content. And I will wow. say, this is the next segment of our show, which is our runway segment. Twenty thousand people watched this live. Yeah, so, so I don't. For those of you guys who might not know numbers, even for premium cable, that's pretty low. Um, so. As much as I love this show, I'm a little worried for it because, yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. This is a tough show to market. Um, why?
3: There are two beautiful women. Like, right. I'm sorry, I don't mean to say exploit them. Right. But <laughs> if you want to publicize the show, which I saw zero yeah, of, agree. two beautiful Latino women dealing with a tragedy, I think it's totally marketable. marketable and I think that it was the fault of stars. For The not, Fault of our stars. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that was so good. Was so Black Mirror. <laughs> Thank, you. You. Thank, was so
0: you. Thank you. That
3: was so good. Oh, yeah. that's
1: why I don't get it as a Black Mirror reference. <laughs>
3: well, no, it, I made it that.
1: I definitely made it that.
3: But, I mean, don't you guys agree? Like, they could have, they could have, and maybe it wouldn't have been great for them to market it as a sexy the right. a writer from girls. Yeah. Like, it's essentially girls, but with Latino women who aren't, frankly, you know, more pretty. Prettier than the girls from Girls, they're sexier.
0: Yeah,
3: and I don't know. It it, it pisses me off, and it pisses me off that they got those numbers because I don't really think it's their fault.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting to have a show that only has six episodes. Like I, I don't know. That's I don't know if that's their level of investment or they have low expectations. Like I'm not sure. And they're
2: only thirty minutes each.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's
2: weird. Well, and I'm wondering. I don't like that it's on Stars because yeah. it's not really? accessible. Yeah, Rogue, like mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't have Stars. Yeah. like right. I still don't i watched it here um yeah like even hbo you can get hbo go mm-hmm. like in other um channels are just easier to, yeah. to consume right. on my block one day at a time it's on netflix it's easy people yeah. are getting multiple seasons so it makes me mad that it's on stars
0: Yeah, it's an interesting discussion of, I do think it could have been marketed differently. And like even though you're saying, is it cheap to maybe exploit the sexiness of the girls and pitch it as something different? I don't know. I mean, there's part of me that thinks, do whatever you can to grab your audience and then let the show speak for itself. So there's there's an interesting philosophical discussion to be had there of like, is it dishonest to kind of grab your potential audience in a way that might not be totally indicative of the show yeah i just think a show like this is really tough to show on a poster it's tough to show in a log line even in a trailer i don't know how you really give someone the flavor of this show
1: yeah it's hard because i'm trying to think of similarities right i'm thinking like atlanta almost Mm -hmm. and the pool of atlanta is childish gambina right right so like they don't have that star power and I'm thinking, wow, Shadow's Ch- Gambino was replaced with some like no name actor. Like, how would how would you sell that show, right? That's so they have this true. similar battle. It's a good point. But it's I wouldn't. I would say they shouldn't do the sex appeal thing because like, it, we have so much of that. Like, just don't do that. It, it's not about that. I you mean,
3: right? I, I, it kind of was a little bit.
0: Not. It's, what's interesting though is I felt like that scene was framed in a very with a very female gaze. Yeah. yeah. Like I felt like it was all about the guy's sexuality because he. Performs most of the bidding of the act. well. She's
3: like, I'm so sad. Next thing you know, he's yeah. on his knees, and I and I think that's an interesting take because right. usually it's the women on their knees. Well, yeah. she was the so, one telling
1: him to calm down too. Like, yeah, exactly, sensitive one.
3: So I think that could have been a good spin on it. It's a shame. I'm, I'm interested to know behind the scenes. We'll never know. Yeah, why? But it's it could have been different.
0: Well let us know what you guys think in the comments. Do you think the show's been as well marketed as it could be? Do you think um, do you think stars did a good enough job promoting and do you no. think this show has hope? As much as I like it, I'm a little nervous when yeah. twenty thousand people watch the premiere. I think it's definitely gonna be a word of mouth kind of show. Yeah. But we yeah. need
2: Gina. Yeah, Gina, help us. Gina yes. Rodriguez. Duh.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. call her
2: tomorrow. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Guess.
3: It is interesting, I'm though, because
0: almost always a show like this has one. Don't you expect, like, the stock character of, like, for some reason, something. Kristen Chenoweth is in the show or something? Uh, yeah. But, but even with Smilf, we had Rosie O'Donnell. Exactly. And Tammy oh, yeah, so Taylor from Friday Night Lights, whose name is Connie Britton. I forgot for a second. <laughs> oh, God,
3: I forgot she was in that. Yeah. But
0: it's like, I'm surprised they didn't pull, like, a, um, Ava Perone or, like, mm-hmm. who's the um, in One Day at a Time?
2: The, Rita, Moreno? Rita
0: Moreno. Like, I'm surprised they didn't sort of pull one of our Latin queens to like guest star in the pilot or something. That's what it but, She's busy,
2: I guess. Might have she's
0: been tight budget, me. man. I sort of love that they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Because it feels like they're really trusting the actual show. But it's a great show based on these numbers. I don't know. So we'll see.
2: I mean, yeah, we just need a little a little push. I mean, with Overboard, Gina Rodriguez was posting all weekend on her Insta stories because I because I follow her. Yes. You know? <laughs> uh, and she was like, "Go watch it! Go watch it!" because of. Eugenio Derbez, yeah. which is opposite of Anna Faris. Yeah. Just talk about it, guys. Oh, man. Well, really
3: hopefully helpful. people
0: will. Yeah. Now
2: I'm sad.
3: That's well,
0: here's to hoping <laughs> no. it's going to catch on. And I do think Stars trusts their shows. Yeah. I'm really crossing my fingers for a second season because mm-hmm. I like what I'm seeing so far. Yeah.
3: Sometimes I think Stars just has a very stubborn executive running all of it. And it has a younger daughter that's like, Daddy... You know, do this. It's young and hip. And he's like, okay, I'll do half of that. Yeah. And I don't know. I worry about it.
0: Well, we'll see. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. The last thing we do is, of course, we rate the pilot out of five. I'm giving this thing a 4.3.
3: Oh, high for Jeff. Yeah. 4.8. Nice. Love that. Not even a 4.0. I liked it a lot.
0: Great. I I was
1: going to go high, like 4.7.
0: Awesome. So, guys, clearly we like the pilot a lot. I would love for you guys to jump in the comments and let us know what you think. If there's something you think we missed from a character, or theme perspective, let us know. We like the show, and I'm really excited to keep watching it. We'll let you know what you guys think. But, guys, we're here every Wednesday at 9 p.m. We're reviewing new pilots for you every week. As you know, this week we review Starz Vita. Um, our, our video from last week is getting a lot of attention. We covered YouTube Red's Cobra Kai, yes. which a lot of people are liking. So check out our history. Check out our catalog. Let us know what you think, and let us know what you think of this show. My name is Jeff, guys. If you want to find me online, you can do that at Jeffrey C. Graham. I host a show on Fridays called The Unproduced Table Read. And this Friday we're reading a pilot about a washed-up rock star who accidentally buys a ghost town. And it's awesome. Oh. So you should check Ooh, that I out. Love- that it's really great
2: that's awesome i'm amy cassandra martinez you can find me on all social media at amy cassandra m t z which is an abbreviation for martinez uh, just just follow me uh, because i'm on a lot of shows a lot <laughs> of yes. stuff but just follow me there and also subscribe to my youtube channel because i do trailer reaction videos
0: and thank you so much for joining Amy. for oh, okay. yeah, joining really thank glad we brought you this thank week thank you yeah, this was fun yeah. good
2: you
3: guys can find me Sam Davidson at Samd43 Twitter and Instagram and samdavidsonentertainment.com. I am doing Riverdale in about five minutes, so if you watch that, tune in here at AfterBuzz TV.
1: Nice. We just all doing personal plugs. So yeah. Apparently. Cool. All, right, yes. all right. So I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. Go to my YouTube page. Got some good content. Some good interviews. Uh, with some musicians that you may not know about, so check that out. You on its, should
3: uh, always plug your stuff.
1: Yeah, i going to check, out check that often. out.
0: Yeah. Um, Linda, we miss you. We love you. We'll see y'all next week, Wednesday, at 9 p.m. Thanks.
1: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.